and welcome to Caught My Ear. This is a podcast where two music obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about the music they've been listening to this week. My name is Vivian. And my name is Maddie. This is now episode 40. Woo, getting up there. So, yes, we're back to our regularly programmed schedule this week. So now we're going to go straight into the news. Maddie, what is our first story this week? So our first story this week is coming from Music Fee. It's written by Laura English and it is about our favourite favorite person alanis morissette yeah has announced a 25th anniversary tour of jagged little pill amazing okay so the article is as follows can you believe 2020 marks 25 years of alanis morissette's jagged little pill to celebrate she's taking the classic 95 album on a world tour including headline dates in australia we'll get to hear some alanis morissette classics like ironic hand in my pocket and you ought to know on the arena tour the writer and performer of endless 90s bops is gracing us with two shows She'll perform in Sydney on Saturday 11th of April and Melbourne on Wednesday the 15th. She'll also be joining the likes of Crowded House, Guy Sebastian and Patti Smith at Blues Fest in April. Joining Alanis on her shows will be homegrown hero Julia Stone. Oh, that's awesome. Live Nation will be donating a dollar from every ticket sold to Australian Red Cross via their Bushfire Relief Initiative. You can check out the tour dates and details in the rest of the article, which we'll link in our description. But yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, I didn't, didn't know about that, actually. I didn't know about... A, I didn't know about Julia Stone, which is amazing. Mm. Love. And I also didn't know about the bushfire. Like, we the donation. Like, $1 from every every ticket sold. That's really Insane. good. Yeah. Yeah. But also, Sydney and Melbourne, of course. Brisbane, left out in the cold. Yeah. Who, where, where is Adelaide? <laughs> Perth. Perth? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> but we I don't guess, know her. <laughs> but I guess it makes sense because she's going to be at Blues Fest, which is in Byron Bay. Yeah. So that's kind of like, I guess, the middle ground between Brisbane and, Brisbane and Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. But still, what a queen. Mm-hmm. We love her. Love that. Love her even more because mm-hmm. she was on Halsey's album. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we just, talked about that at length. Just always episode, find a way to... <laughs> always. We've got to slip it in there somehow. <laughs> right? But no, that's really cool. And like, that's such an iconic album. Jagged yeah. Little Pill. Love that album. Yeah. So let us know if you end up getting tickets and flying to Sydney or Melbourne to yes. listen to Alanis. Yes. Um, yeah. Our next news story. Yeah. So our next one's going to be a bit of a longer one because it is a big sort of topic. Uh, it is the Grammys. So I've got an article here from NPR and it says 2020 Gram- Grammy Awards, the full list of winners. So I'm just going to read out a few of these winners. I'm not going to read them all out because that'll take... Forever. A long time. So, Record of the Year, winner, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Album of the Year, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go, Billie Eilish. <laughs> Song of the Year, Bad Guy, Billie, Billie Eilish. Eilish. <laughs> when is it going to end? Best New Artist, Billie Eilish. Oh my god. Best Pop Solo Performance, Truth Hurts, Lizzo. Yay! <laughs> Best Pop Duo Group Performance, Old Town Road, Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album, Look Now by Elvis Costello. Best Pop Vocal Album, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go, Billie Eilish. Uh, and then I'll stop there because the rest is like dance and then rock and then all the sort of um, spoken word, that kind of stuff. But we'll link the article in the description so you can see the full list of winners. But Billie Eilish cleaned up, man. The big four Billie Eilish got. All four of them. Which is pretty insane because, you know, she's so young and... When we did talk about our Grammy nominations a few eps back, we 
were very we really did want her to win but we didn't expect her to win all the big yeah I, I think like because some of the other nominations were like taylor swift and yes so um, i think lana del rey was in there and so uh, i feel others. like with okay so i'll quickly read out the nominations for record of the year so you got hey ma boniver bad guy billy eilish seven rings ariana grande hard place by her talk by khalid or khalid Old Town Road, Lil Nas X, Truth Hurts by Lizzo, and Sunflower by Post Malone and Swali. So, to be honest, for that, I think, like, for that category, pretty happy Yeah, with. see, I think the thing is, is that, like, I'm pretty confident in the fact that Billie Eilish is amazing. And yes. she deserves as many Grammys as she got. But yes. there's just a couple of categories that I'm a bit iffy mm. about so her getting. The main one that I think we're both a little bit weird about is best pop vocal album so she Mm. won that and the other nominees were the lion king by beyonce thank you next by ariana grande number six collaborations by ed sheeran and lover by taylor swift so i feel like out of all those nominees for best pop vocal album i know it's not traditional pop vocal album which is a completely different category yeah but i don't think Billy's albums really fits into that. No, I think because obviously, like, if it was just pop album, yeah, for sure, like, that's amazing. Billy mm. should have got it. But mm. it's about vocals. Yeah. And not that I'm saying Billy can't sing, but I just think the vocals on um, her album are not as Grammy worthy as, say, Ariana's. Yes. Or. Dare I say Taylor Swift? <laughs> because um, I, I think as well when I mean, it is really hard when music is so different and there's obviously different opinions of what as to what constitutes as a pop vocal album. But yeah, when I think about Billy's album, it's there's a lot of production in it, which is great. But there's a lot of production on her voice as well. Mm-hmm. And while I do think that's very cool on its own, it's quite innovative, very different. I think when you look at Ariana Grande and, and Taylor Swift, those albums that they brought out last year, a lot of it was, the focus was on their voice. Yeah. And that's, I think, the the differentiation that we're trying to get across is yeah. the fact that Billy's album is all about, like, how experimental mm-hmm. and sort of alternative, and she's done so much with the production and all of those elements to create something that's so interesting and, like, amazing to listen to, and it's so innovative in that sort of thing. Yeah. But, like, the vocals aren't sort of a main main point. The where, like, whereas other artists, I think, yeah, their albums focus a lot more on that rather than sort of trying to be um, these innovative songwriters. Yeah. And, I mean, winning Album of the Year... I, I think, in my opinion, I think that's the biggest award because mm. that is your entire body of work. That's not just what, relying on one song, you know. Yeah. Not pointing fingers at Lil Nas X, but <laughs> kind of am. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's just talk about that for a minute. Yeah, so that one um, pop duo slash group performance. So the other nominees in there was Boyfriend by Ariana Grande, Sucker by Jonas Brothers, Sunflower, Post Malone and Swally, and Senorita by Sean, Sean Mendes and Kim I was Mendes. so confident that Sean Mendes was really? going to get that. I, hmm. See, I feel like even though we don't like the song and we don't like 
no, I hate it. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> I mean, I still felt like it wasn't... It just didn't have as much impact as Old Town Road. I mean, when you yeah. put anything against Old Town Road, it's really hard to compete. That, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just biased because I hate the song. I know. But <laughs> like, I think you, it's such a trash song. It is. But when but you it think about it... viral. When you think about it, this time last year was when it was really sort of picking up. And just it just stayed. Yeah. No, I, yeah, because it was in the first couple of episodes of this podcast starting and we did like three episodes on this song because we did not think it was going to like we were so confident on the charts for this long and now it's won a grammy and it's just i just remember when phenomenal. the first time we talked about it and we we're like oh guys listen to this joke song. what an absolute joke this is yeah <laughs> and boy were we wrong <laughs> we were so wrong and now a year later it's won a grammy but hey Props Shout out to, to Lil Nas X, man. <laughs> You've done well for yourself, dude. Legit, though. Congrats. But yeah, so I, I feel like, you know, we could talk about this for a while. But actually, one more thing. Really happy that Lizzo got something. Yes. Oh my God. So I was so happy. She got Best Pop Solo. So the other nom- nominees was Spirit by Beyonce, Bad Guy, Billie Eilish, Seven Rings, Ariana Grande, and You Need to Calm Down by Taylor Swift. She so deserves that one. She so deserves it. Oh my god. And I saw on Twitter, and we talked about this before, but a lot of people were complaining that she won because the song is from 2017. But I'm just like, you know what? Let her have this. I know. Let her be. Oh my god. And Billie Eilish won four big categories. Like, you know, let Lizzo have one. Yeah. (laughs) And for a song that... Billie doesn't need a seventh. Yeah, exactly. Come on. (laughs) And I mean, like, you know... I feel like Lizzo, like that song, had a lot of impact this year, and that's what it's really about. Yeah. So. For sure. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we'll leave it there with the Grammys talks. I feel like we could go on about Forever. it for a long time. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, um, you can find the full article with the full list of winners in the description. Now, before we go into our sort of song segment, we encourage you guys to pause the podcast, go down to the description and click either the Spotify or YouTube playlist to listen to the songs that we're about to talk about. So we'll kick off with Song of the Week. Maddie, start us off. All right. So with my Song of the Week, um, I'm going back to an artist that I have talked about multiple times. Um, it is Alice Christiansen. And the song that I'm going to talk about is Tired of Me. So this song is from her um, latest EP. Um, and it is, again, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Like, I, I have said this a million times, but I cannot get over how gorgeous and beautiful and angelic Alice's voice is. Mm. It's just... What is this? So the third time? The third time. Yes. <laughs> the first time, it was like an under a rock, because I'd never heard it before. And yeah. now... See, this is... Okay. The progression. So, the, right? <laughs> the growth. <laughs> I'm oh I'm just so proud of myself. Yes. No, so um, <laughs> this is what I really like about doing these sort of under a rock segments and yeah. stuff. Things like artists that you haven't heard of, and you just get into like a whole different, mm. you know, genre of music or or like a whole new artist that you've never heard of, and you just discover something that you absolutely love. And this is an absolute testament to that. For sure. Alice's music is fantastic and if you haven't listened to her this is your sign this is the third time (laughs) i have talked about her on this podcast and i'm probably not gonna stop true so okay let me get on to this song so this song tired of me now it's a very um very sad Mm. but also very honest and vulnerable song it's very um it's very much focused on the on the storyline 
And so it's all about um, this girl who figures out that she's sort of like the other woman in um, her Mm. relationship and she's not sort of like the one and only of this guy that she's dating. And the the second verse, in my mind, is just the pinnacle of the whole song. Mm. Like, it's so amazing. Like, the lyrics are just so beautiful and... Just, like, they're not even that, like, complex. It's just very plain and she sort of says it how it is and it's just, like, she's retelling a story and it's Mm. just so honest and open and that's what I absolutely love about this song. It's, like, it's one of those songs that I feel like when when I'm, like, singing to it and stuff, I picture it, you know, like, in, in like, a movie. Yeah. And you're sort of, like, singing the story of, like, what's happened. And it's just, yeah, it's just gorgeous. And her voice is amazing. And I'm going to go on forever about her, but I will probably stop there. I just want to say, though, like, with this one, what I thought was really interesting, like, you just said before, like, the lyrics are very simple. And they're very sort of just she says it how it is but mm. what i think is really interesting was how she built she, she was building up sort of the story mm. to the second verse like in the first verse when you sort of hear it's not obvious what she's talking yeah. about you know you could sort of put things in a few different sort of um directions and to see where the song's going and that's what i think is really good songwriting and really good storytelling because it's sort of just literally written like it's a story like yeah here's the beginning and this is where like everything went down and i think yeah like i thought that was really interesting so yeah there's there's one line in it that i really really love um you know it's sort of like the penultimate thing where you realize that it's not just about this relationship breakdown it's that she realizes that she's like not not like the home record, but she is the yeah. other woman. Yeah. And because it mentions in there that, you know, this this guy that she was seeing or whatever has, you know, um, has children. Mm. And, like, you know, you're in the house across the street. And, like, there's another line in there, like, you're, like your kids don't know my name and yeah. all of this sort of stuff. And it's like, oh. Mm. It really it really hits you in a different way, I think, because of, yeah, how, like, how she's written it. And it's just, yeah, really, really gorgeous. I really like the line... I don't remember it fully, but I think it's, like, you're a liar and I'm a believer. Yeah, oh, my God. That, yeah, I it's Yeah, it's just that. so simple, but, yeah, it's just so effective and so yeah, powerful. Yeah, the full line for that is, like, I'm your lover, you won't leave her. Yeah. You're a liar and I'm a believer. Yeah. Oh, my God, just gives me chills every time it I listen is, to it. It is, yeah, so, Yeah, sure. it's amazing. So, tired of me, Alice Christiansen, listen to her music, please. Like, pretty please. (laughs) I love her so much. Yeah. That's my song of the week. So we'll move on to Vivian's song of the week now. What have you got? So this is in the complete other direction (laughs) of where music can be. But um, my song of the week is Cop Car by Mitski. So uh, for people who know me, Mitski is one of my favorite artists. I've loved her for a very long time. She's such an interesting artist. And in 2018, she released an album and then she sort of said, I'm going to take a break. I don't know how long it's going to be. I, I feel like I've taught a lot, that sort of thing. And I got real sad. I was like, oh, I need more Mitsuki, Mitsuki music. But then this song came out just last week. And uh, it's it's a standalone song. And it's coming from the soundtrack of a movie called The Turning. And I'm assuming it's a horror movie. Because when you listen, I haven't read the description of this movie. But when you listen to the song, you're like, ah, yeah, okay. Okay, I get it, yeah. <laughs> so, 
this song is defi- definitely uh, very much in true Mitski style, I think. Um, it's very dark. It builds a lot. There's a lot of dissonance. Like, a lot of it just doesn't s- feel like it should sound nice. Yeah. It's not sort of easy to listen no. to. Um, but that's why I kind of like it, and that's why I like Mitski a lot, because there's this sort of juxtaposition between that sort of very hard to listen to production but then her voice is very beautiful very strong and it's just an interesting sort of thing to put those things together but with this one it's definitely more so there's like a gets an electric guitar very distorted in the background and she starts sort of singing and it sort of starts building and then by the chorus there's just these really heavy chords that just don't really go well together. Oh, yes. It's just so muddled, but the, but like I said, and that's why I think it really fits for whatever, this, for whatever this movie is, it is sort of this very uncomfortable feeling you get when you listen to it. That is absolutely the nail. Like, I felt uncomfortable the entire time <laughs> you were showing it. I was like, this, I, yeah, yeah. Nah, I just yeah. can't. Like, yeah. It, it, it truly is so hard to listen to if you're not if you're not used to it mm. and mm. you're not prepared for what Mitski's music is. Yeah. Which I definitely was not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just don't have any other words other than it's definitely uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's cool to. because um, Mitski, like, she's got such an interesting range of music, but this this is very her in the sense that she... Because I think in her music she likes to make people uncomfortable, whether it is through lyrics or the production. And I think on this one, it's definitely the production that takes that takes the wheel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's a great song. I love it. Um, so that's my song of the week, Cop Car by Mitski. Now we're going to go into Under a Rock, and I'll kick us off. So my Under a Rock this week is very different from my song of the week. Uh, it's Maybe You Know by Holy Holy. Uh, so I've heard of Holy Holy before. I think they're very they're very well-known in Australia because they're a very yeah, popular Australian sure. band. Yeah, um, but I've never really ventured into their music. I don't really know why, because it all kind of, like, on paper, they seem like exactly yeah. the kind of band that I'd like. But, yeah, I just never did. But with this one, uh, it came out last year. And what I really love about this one is the... It's... Okay, when you think about it, when you listen to it, it's kind of... A, it's a pretty simple song. But what I really love is, is the strings. I love the strings on this one. And they're very simple. It's just two notes. Just... Yeah. Doom, doom. And it's like a percussive sort of element as well. And it sort of drives the entire song. And it plays in the verse. It plays in the chorus. And I just... it's It sort of makes it a fun song. Mm, if that makes it sense. It is kind of fun. Like, I was listening to it and I was like, giving a little dance. Yeah. It's really groovy. It's a very groovy song. It's very groovy. And I, I definitely... Yeah, I think, like, just those strings, like, it's such a small change, like, a small element, sorry, and it, I feel like it makes such a big impact, which is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely love it. Like, like I've sort of been the same. Like, I keep seeing their name, like, you know, on bills of festivals mm. and, you mm. know, like, all of this sort of stuff and people going to see them and I'm like, you know what, I should probably, like, give them a chance because, yeah, I have and I'm glad you brought this song up because it is really, really nice and I think it's probably going to kick my button to gear to like yeah, actually listen to them because sure. I really really love this song and I really enjoyed it so mm, yeah so that is my under a rock this week maybe you know by holy holy Maddie what is your under a rock 
so my under a rock is probably going to be a bit surprising for anyone that knows me. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, so we're venturing into um, the land of grime. What? So if you don't know what grime <laughs> is, it's like this um, sort of subgenre of like rap and mm. sort of underground. It's it's like UK Very based. popular in the UK. Very UK based. It's sort of like, you know, your North, North yeah. English um, sort of area. Um, it's very gritty. It's very um, sort of not like underground in the fact that like no one knows about it. It's mm. just sort of like, it's like, yeah, the sound sort of is really, really cool. Mm. But so... We're listening to Stormzy. Yes. So Stormzy is probably one of the most popular grime artists. Yes. Like I think so. Now and has been for quite a long time. He's mm. been around for ages. And the song that I'm going to talk about is Still Disappointed. So there's a lot of backstory to this song. So earlier in the month, um, in January, he's having a bit of beef with this other grime artist called Wiley. And so there was, like, a series of songs sort of back and forth between the two of them. And in the previous song from Wiley, he sort of has a bit of a dig at Stormzy's mum and sort of brings his mum into the whole thing. Mm. And so this song, Still Disappointed, is, like, Stormzy's way of saying, you know what, you've had to go on my mum, now I'm going to go in on yours. (laughs) And so it's, like, this whole diss track of, like, him, you know, not being able to, like, defend his mum he's like not a man of the house like he's kind of like a weakling blah 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 because like the previous songs were sort of like very surface level what you'd find on like a general sort of diss track mm. like you can't make you know like top tens and like you're not as you know famous as you think you are blah 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 yeah. type of stuff yeah but this is very very personal which is really really interesting and like it's all about you know his mum like he's shipped his mum off to like a like a different country or whatever because he can't protect her and all of this sort of stuff. It's really it's really cutthroat. It is. It's yeah. like hard, but it's really really interesting. And I don't know why I love it as much <laughs> as I do. Like because I don't like as you've known if you've listened to this podcast for a while. I don't really listen to rap. Yes. And I don't like. Yeah, I really don't. But this is, there's just something about the flow of this song and how articulate Stormzy is when, when he raps and Mm. like, it's just so, I think I'm also a little bit biased because of the accent. Yeah. But we're going to ignore that. (laughs) Like, apart from that, I still think it's such an amazing, like, put together song and the way yeah. that like the wordplay and all of that sort of stuff that goes into it is really really cool and even like surface level it's like cool to listen to yeah and I think like like you said like it, it is so well put together and I think because Maddie and I were discussing this before we started recording we were sort of saying uh, we think that's sort of the difference between grime and sort of your typical rap songs because I do listen to quite a bit of rap and i I like sort of venturing there because it's just so different to what I normally listen to. So I do listen to quite a bit, but, you know, I feel like a lot of rap, rap diss tracks these days are very sort of surface level, very, like, not really intelligent, like, not really well put together, not articulate, whereas this yeah. was very personal, but it was very, like, interesting, and it was it was very different from what you'd expect from a diss track. And that's why I was like, mm, I like it. And plus Stormzy, he's awesome yeah amazing so talented like the reason that i got onto this song is because um like my sister used to listen to stormzy 
years and years ago mm. and she just like just didn't really listen to him anymore and then i think she's sort of slowly gotten into his music again and because like i remember he like headlined glastonbury or mm. something last year or whatever yeah. he's like sort of skyrocketed again like really recently um and yeah he's sort of gone into the mainstream especially with this um he collaborated on ed sheeran's yeah. number six collaborations album and i think ed sheeran um, was on his album too yeah yeah something yeah. like that and i think that was one of the digs that wiley sort of had mm. at stormzy in one of his previous tracks was like you know you're sort of crossing over into pop and you're you know losing your um roots and all that sort of stuff mm. you like using um ed to skyrocket your career but you know, I feel like Stormzy doesn't need a collaboration with Ed Sheeran nah. to be popular because he already is, and he yeah. has been for such a long time. Um, and, and he's I such an amazing he's... artist in, in yeah. himself, yeah. And I think he's put grime on the map. Like, I, I really do think he's sort of the, um, like, the person that represents The king grime. of grime, as yeah. he says in his song. I, I really do <laughs> think so, and, you know, I think that in itself is an achievement. Yeah, and because because this was so interesting to me, because I, like, listened to the song and I had no idea of, like, where it came from. Mm. And I was like, okay, he's, dis- like, this is going in hard at someone. Like, mm. I need to figure out what happened. So I, like, researched, like, what, like, mm. you know, what was going on. And, you know, I found out about this beef that they were sort of having. And I mm. listened to Wiley songs as well to see, sort of, like, not whose side I was on, but, like, just to see what what the difference in, like, within the genre of mm. grime. Mm. And I, I just like Stormzy songs better. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting, because I listen to all of them. Um, and I think after Still Disappointed, Wiley's come back with a third one. So I yeah. don't know what's going on. But, yeah, no, it's really, really... It's, it's an interesting song, and I think if you want to sort of listen to grime or, like, get into what grime is about, Stormzy is definitely a really, really good mm. launching point. So... I really like it. Still disappointed by Stormzy. It's my under a rock. I don't know if I'll listen to more Stormzy. I might. Mm. I'll have to listen to the whole album because it's really, really good. He released his new album, I think, at the end of 2019? Yeah, sometime last year. Yeah, sometime last year. But, um, yeah. Have a go at it. Still disappointed. Um, so we'll head into Caught My Ear now, um, our final segment. And so I'll start us off with mine. It is called How To Do Nothing by Lido. Or mm. Lido. I yeah, it's one of the, one, one of the, the other. Yeah, I'll spell it. Like that's fine. Um, <laughs> so this song is really really cool. I haven't really listened to much of his music. He does a lot of um, producing for Halsey, mm-hmm. but I didn't actually know that before. I like listened to really? his stuff. No, I had no idea. Oh, that's so um, interesting. Yeah. So that's really cool. But this song is so rad in the way that it's put together. Like. First of all, it's in 3-4. Mm. My little music theory heart <laughs> flutters a little bit. Because um, you don't find a lot of pop music in 3-4. No. Which is very interesting. And then the second point of interest that really sort of caught me onto this was the fact that this whole song, throughout the whole thing, there's like this white noise static sort of in the background. Mm. And it just adds this layer just on it that's just really 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 interesting and really really cool it sort of creates this atmosphere um it's sort of i don't know how to describe it but it's not like um it's not clean and it's not because it's got this like you know crackling and static sort of behind it is it's not like you know like your clean sort of electronic Mm. music that you hear and then also another point that i really really like is the way that the vocals are layered in the song is 
phenomenal. Like, it sounds like there's a million of him singing at once because, like, when you listen to a line of the song, like, you never hear the end of it before, like, another Mm. bit comes in. Like, there's never any space, except for, I think, maybe, like, the first verse where it, when it hasn't sort of started yet. But once it starts, all of the layering and all of the different things, it sort of goes all the way to the end. And, like, yeah, like I said, you never really get to finish a sentence before something else is singing on the top. And it's all him. Like, it's all in one voice. It's not, like, multiple different people. It's just all him. And it sounds like there's, like, four of him singing at mm. once. It's really, really, really cool. And I love... And they're not all, like, the same volume either. Like, the way that he's sort of, you know, like, mixed it, like there's sort of like echoes and like bits sort of in and out and there's sort of like this one main one main vocal line that's a lot more pronounced than Mm. all the rest of them but it still relies on those other other voices and those other tracks um to sort of like continue the continue the lyrics and continue the story and Mm. i think that's something that i really really love about this song yeah and i feel like He's he's so underrated, and I feel like he's very talented as a producer. Like Maddie mentioned before, he's done a lot of stuff for Halsey. Um, I think he I think he pretty much produced on all of her albums. Oh um, wow! He's done stuff. So, if, for example, on Manic, uh, he did the piano in Forever is a long time, and that sort of production at the end, which is really cool. Um, but he's very different. I think he he thinks music. He thinks differently with music like I feel like he tries to do things put different things together and you know see like what works what doesn't and very experimental which is very cool but yeah Mm. yeah and it's not too out there that someone who listens to pop music wouldn't like it like it's definitely really really sort of like accessible but there's a lot of really cool elements that you don't hear a lot of and when I first listened to it I didn't realize that that had that white noise Mm-mm. static yeah, and stuff cause through it's it because it's just there and you don't really notice it yeah. but you really notice it when the song finishes mm. and because right at the end if you listen all the way through all of the vocals and all of the production sort of stops but the white noise goes yeah. for a couple of seconds at the end and you're like oh and you sort of listen to it and then you're sort of more attuned to mm. it the next time you listen and it's really really cool but yeah i didn't really notice it the first time but it's such a different like element that not many people use mm. which is really really cool but yeah i absolutely love it and it's a really really beautiful story and his voice is actually really decent he's got a really good voice really yeah. good singing voice so that's yeah that's my caught my ear this week it's how to do nothing by Lido, and we will throw it over to vivian so my caught my ear this week is leave it alone by Haley williams so this is actually her second single uh, from her upcoming solo album project that she's releasing this year. And it's it's just so different that I almost have no words for it. Like, yeah. it's very, you know, Hayley Williams, she is the lead singer of Paramore, pop punk band that's been around for over 10 years. And her voice, I want to start there, her voice is just incredible. I think in music in general, it is up there with one of the best vocals I've ever heard. Mm. Um, just because her range is incredible. And I feel like, and definitely when I listen to this song, I feel like she can manipulate it 
in ways to fit with multiple Oh, absolutely. Genres. Her control yeah. is amazing. And it's hard to have, like, it's, you know, a lot of popular singers, most popular singers have a really good control around your middle range. Mm. But to have that, like, control of your voice when it's really low and when it's really, really high is yeah. very, very difficult. For sure. And it takes a very skilled musician to be able to do that well. And I think Haley is just, yeah, a genius. She's it, phenomenal. For yeah. sure. And, yeah, with this one, it's... I call it a slow burn because it's very it's very sort of toned down but it's there's a lot of like I want to say interesting production sort of elements thrown in there so like the main backing is just like this really intense baseline yeah and it that's sort of the soul backing for the first verse but when it goes into this into the chorus there's just this be- this beautiful guitar comes in and it's so subtle and it's almost it's similar to my song of the week in the way that it feels very eerie it feels mm-hmm. very sort of like there's not a lot going on but the way that she's singing and the way that the pr- production is it just feels so sort of like empty in a way yeah empty is a really good word yeah yeah and um that guitar is just beautiful but then my my absolute favorite thing is the strings but the thing is the strings are they don't sort of play a huge role in this song it's only just like small flourishes just at the end of the chorus and it's just like these these beautiful sort of slides that come and go so quickly that you almost don't realize that that's what they are Mm. and i love it and it's just so different for anything you would expect from Hayley Williams coming from Paramore because, of course, you would make that comparison. Yeah. But, again, like I said, I feel like she can manipulate her voice and with this production to fit into something like this. And the lyrics are really interesting as well in this one. It's sort of talking about losing people and how to not how to stop yourself from falling into unhealthy patterns of depression and... I think that's, again, we've always talked about how that's such an important thing to talk about. But like I said, I feel like it's so different the way she tackles this topic. Like, yeah. You don't, you don't get that immediately no, from it don't. either. You have to sort of listen to it really hard or listen to it a couple of times for that message to sort of sink in. Which exactly. Is really cool. Yeah, I love that as well. So, yeah, it's just so different. And I'm so interested to see what this album is going to be like for her because yeah I'm I feel like it could definitely be one of my favorites of this year so Mm. that is my caught my ear leave it alone by Hayley Williams and that brings us to the end of this week's episode so thank you so much for listening guys you can check us out on Spotify Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Castbox YouTube anywhere where you get your podcast fix you can follow us on all of our social media at Caught My Ear Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow us uh, to see all the latest updates there and send us a message for any recommendations. Yes, please. We're going to get back into those um, this year. We love to hear all of your recommendations. So send us a message, send us a comment, DM, whatever, however you want to do it. We'd love to know what you're listening to um, so we can discover some new artists and some new songs to listen to. So. Thank you so much for listening so far and you will um, hear a new episode on Monday. So we'll see you then. Bye, guys. Bye.